Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Pastor Greg Laurie wants us to be warned about modern day idols. Idols? These days? Yes. An idol is anyone or anything that takes the place of God in your life. So let me ask you this. What do you get really excited about? What gets you fired up? What are you passionate about? What do you think about the most? Dream about as you fall asleep in your bed or perhaps even scheme for. That, my friend, is your God. This is the day when the lost are found. to make a decision in our relationship with God. Are we sold out or do we sell out? Are we sold out for the Lord where He's number one and we don't compromise? Or do we allow ourselves to sell out to the world and its lures? We face that question afresh each and every day. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out it's an issue that's addressed up front in the Ten Commandments. And it's a decision that affects our quality of life. begin with a question. Are you a happy person? Some of you are very good. Excellent. (laughs) But maybe there's someone listening to me right now that basically has everything they should have in life to theoretically make them happy but yet they don't find themselves in that state. Why is that? Because there's a right and a wrong way to find happiness. Because there are two ways that we can live. There's the right way and there's the wrong way. There are two paths that we can take in life. The broad path that leads to destruction and the narrow path that leads to life. There's two foundations you can build your life on. The rock or the sinking sand. And the result is we'll either live the happy and holy way or the miserable and unholy way. And I bring this up because some people have a false idea of what it means to be a Christian. Sort of a caricature. You know, it's pretty rare to find Christians portrayed on television programs or in movies in a positive light. Have you noticed that? Uh, There were usually an exaggerated version or a completely distorted version. But people sort of think of Christians as, what's the right word, lame? People that live by a lot of rules and regulations. People that don't have any fun. People that live in perpetual boredom. And I suggest to you that is completely false. And the opposite is actually the case. Sometimes people talk about all that they give up to follow Christ. My response is, seriously, you didn't really give up all that much. Paul summed it up this way in Philippians 3. You know, everything I used to value I now see as worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ my Lord. I've discarded everything else, counting it as garbage, that I may have Christ. And by the way, the word garbage is a very kind translation. The literal word is a word that translates to excrement. Do you know what that is? We're talking poop, people. Now let's talk about when you walk your dog. And by the way, I just read that PETA, an organization for animal rights, is very upset when we call our animals our pets. 
They should be called our companions now. First of all, animals don't understand human language. So they don't care what you call them. All they care is that you pet them, put food in their dish, and take them out on walks, right? But uh, who's really in charge here? We say they're our pets and we're their owners. I think if you look at it from a dog's perspective, they might think you're their pet. <laughs> Why would they not think that? What do they do? Do they work? Do they mow the lawn? They fertilize the lawn? <laughs> you know, do they make any contribution? No, they just sit around all day. That's why they say it's a dog's life. I know cats think they're in control. I know it. <laughs> you can just tell from the expression on their face. But when we're out serving our master, also known as our dog, uh, they may relieve themselves. And I hope you're one of those people that carries little doggy bags. Because some people don't. And I know this because I've stepped in it, right? So once you, I know I'm talking a lot about this. I'll be off it soon. Uh, I didn't come to church to hear a sermon about this, preacher. Let me finish it. Has a point. So when your dog does his business and you put it in the little bag, now what do you do? Do you carry the bag around and show it to people? Check this out. No. You want to get rid of it as quickly as possible because it smells. It's offensive. That's your old life before you knew Christ. Paul says that's what it's like. It's dung. It's garbage. It's junk. I don't want it anymore because I'm going to focus my attention on following Him. And listen to me. This is where you will find happiness. Now this might surprise you. The Bible actually tells us there's happiness in keeping the commandments of God. Psalm 112, one says, Praise the Lord, blessed or happy is a man who fears the Lord and delights in his commandments. It doesn't say happy is a man who resists them or breaks them. No, happy is the man or the woman who delights in them. So you don't just keep it, you delight in it. If you want to be happy and holy, you must live holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y committed to Christ. If you want to be holy, live holy committed. Not half-hearted commitment. In Psalm 1, it says, Happy is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But listen, his delight, his delight, he looks forward to it. His delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, and he's doing a study right now into the life of Moses in the book of Exodus. The message is called Ten, No Other Gods, digging into the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, here's commandment number one. The Lord says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Here it is. You shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number two. The Lord says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. Now why does God ask us of us? Here's the answer. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So commandment number one, have no other gods before him. 
A lot of things can become gods with a small g or idols in our life. An idol is anyone or anything that takes the place of God in your life. So let me ask you this. What do you get really excited about? What gets you fired up? What are you passionate about? What do you think about the most? Dream about as you fall asleep in your bed or perhaps even scheme for what are you passionate about? That, my friend, is your God. Sometimes we can make ourselves God. Uh, Romans 1.26 says, They traded the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the thing created instead of the Creator Himself. I can make myself God. For some people it's their body. It's all about the way they look. They worship at the first church of the perfect physique. They're not here with us today. They're working out. And they're taking selfies while they do it. Right? <laughs> People die to take selfies. I read the other day that 250 people have died in the last few years taking selfies in dangerous places. Like at the edge of a cliff. Like, oh, oh, here's 500 feet. This is a great place for a shot. Here, here, what, like, what are you doing? Don't do that. But they're, they're all about themselves. They are their own God. For others it might be an object, career, house, whatever it is you want to put there, that can become a God in your life. Listen to this. Idols are not always evil outright. The most dangerous idols are good things that are twisted. Things that are not bad in and of themselves, but we make them more important than the Lord himself. And why is it that we should not have any other gods? Because our God is a jealous God. Exodus 24. That doesn't mean God's insecure. Actually the fact that he's jealous speaks of how much he loves you. He, he has this commitment he's made to you. And he expects you to honor the commitment you've made to him. And the Lord doesn't want to share you with another. God wants an exclusive relationship with you. Is that not reasonable? I have an exclusive relationship with my wife Kathy and her with me. I illustrated this last time. I said, imagine if uh, the wife announced to her husband, honey, I'm uh, going out on a date now with Chad. <laughs> and by the way, I heard from a guy named Chad that didn't appreciate me using his name. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. I... Uh, and then she went on to say, and you know, I may not even be home tonight. I may sleep over with Chad, but I'll see you in the morning. Love you. What moronic husband would go with that game plan? But what if the husband said, oh, that's no problem at all. Because, you know, I have met a fine woman. And I don't care what you do with Chad. Where is this woman? She's right here in the closet. And he opens it up and pulls out a mannequin. I bought it down at the mall. I like this woman. Number one, she's always smiling. She even waves. I can move her arm around, you know. And I admit she's a bit stiff, but she's the perfect companion. How weird would it be for a husband to leave his wife for an object? Okay, how weird is it to leave the Lord for an object? And that brings us to the second commandment. You shall have no graven images. Verse four. Or a likeness of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath. You think, well, how could this happen? Well, let's talk about when it did happen back in the days of Moses and the Israelites. So Moses was a great man of God, wasn't he? 
wasn't a flawless man or a perfect man as we'll see later. But he was described as Moses the man of God. Man I can't think of a higher compliment to be given to a person than for someone to say you know what that person is a man of God. That, that woman she's a woman of God. Moses was the man of God. And through his influence and his personal integrity he effectively kept two to three million people from turning to full-tilled idolatry. What's integrity? It's what you are in the dark. It's what you are when no one is watching. It's honesty. Moses was a godly man full of integrity. And the reason I say this is the moment he left the scene all hell broke loose. And he was summoned by the Lord up to Mount Sinai to receive the commandments. And he left Aaron in charge, his brother, which was a big mistake. So while Moses is gone, the people come to Aaron. And in Exodus 32, we read the people said to Aaron, how long is it going to take Moses to come back down from the mountain? Then they said to Aaron, come on, make us some gods that can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. They're basically saying to Aaron, we need something tangible we can worship right here, right now. So Aaron, instead of discouraging this, says, all right, bring, bring all your bling to me right now. All your rings, your earrings, everything. And he melted it down and he put it in the shape of a golden calf. Now that makes no sense. So it's today, golden calf. Well, they worshiped those back in Egypt. They had lots of gods. So sort of brought an Egyptian god and then Aaron boldly announces, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. And so they stripped off their clothes. In some translations of the words that are used would imply there was an orgy and they danced before the golden calf. But here, here's the interesting thing. Their first idol was Moses. The golden calf was their second. See, they made an idol out of Moses and we can do the same thing. We can make an idol out of a person. Look, it's fine to have people you look up to spiritually. But just remember, they're human. And they're going to disappoint you. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of very impressive, godly people. And to hang out with them. I'll be honest, some were a little disappointing. Others surpassed my expectations and amazed me. But in every one of them, no matter how godly they were, they still had human foibles. They still were a person just like I am. And so sometimes we put people on these pedestals and we expect them to walk on water. And when we discover they have feet of clay like we do, we're devastated and we say, I, I don't even know if I want to be a Christian anymore. Hey, grow up. <laughs> grow up. You can look up to people, but don't put them on pedestals and make gods out of them. They're flawed just like you are. These people made Moses into a god. So when their god left the scene, we need another god. Golden calf will do just fine. And that's what they ended up worshiping. That's Pastor Greg Laurie providing some important background as he offers a practical look at the Ten Commandments. And we'll continue tomorrow with some more insight from the wisdom and instruction found in the Ten Commandments. Hope you can join us at the same time right here on A New Beginning. This is the day, the day when life
Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called 10 No Other Gods. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-005011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 